he said, trying to control his rage. And I found pubic hairs on the bed, for Christ's sake. The telephone doesn't work, and there's no air conditioner, just a plastic box in the window. It was all true, of course. For years we didn't have a washing machine, so my father, who was the motel's handyman and jack-of-all-trades, took the sheets down into the basement, piled them high, poured on some detergent, and hosed them down. Sometimes he didn't bother with the detergent. Then we hung them out to dry in the swampy lot behind the motel, where hundreds of pine trees were located, to give them that pine-fresh scent. When we finally did get a washing machine, Mama often refused to add detergent to the water as a way of saving money. Even now, she usually skipped the job of washing sheets altogether, and instead brushed off the hairs and ironed the sheets while they were still on the bed. As for the phone and air conditioner, both were cosmetic. One day, a disgruntled employee from the telephone company showed up with a hundred phones and an old switchboard, probably from the 1940s, which he promised to install for us, illegally, for five hundred dollars. My mother, ever the sharpie when it came to a bargain, made him a counteroffer. Darling phone man, you think I walked here from Minsk in 1914 at midnight with the raw potatoes in my pocket so you could cheat me on phones? All we can pay is twelve dollars cash, plus a dozen beers and the big mother's portion of hot cholent, which was my mother's beef and potato stew. Then she sealed the deal by saying, For all of that, we take it all. The guy shrugged his shoulders, dumped the mess of phones, lines, and switchboard in the office, took the money, and went for a drink. We were helpless without his expertise, of course, which meant that all we got for our twelve bucks was the illusion of having telephones. I had Pop put the phones in the rooms, which he did by installing them with staples and adhesive tape. Then we got some air conditioner covers and fitted them into the windows. Once that was done, I placed signs in the rooms and around the motel that said, Pardon our appearance as we install telephones and air conditioning for your comfort. These were some of the reasons we had our customers pay cash up front before they actually saw their rooms, and why I put a rather conspicuous sign on the office counter that said, Cash only, no refunds. Whenever someone showed up and wanted to pay with a credit card, my mother sprang into action. Gentlemen, listen on me. I am an old Jewish mama trying to buy some warm milk for her babies, she began. I'll hold on to this plastic card until you get me cash from your wife. I couldn't be everywhere at once, which meant that my mother was often left one-on-one -on -one with potential paying customers, a nightmare from a business perspective, as well as a personal one, since I had to deal with the mess after she was done. Which brings me back to the man standing before me, who looked like he wanted to strangle both of us. "'There's no towel in the room, either,' the man said. "'Oi! Now with the towels. You want a towel?' my mother said. "'You'll pay extra. You want soap? You'll pay a dollar more. You think we're giving such things away? What, do I look like a Mrs. Rockefeller to you?' "'What kind of sham operation is this?' he asked, shaking his head. "'I want my money back.' 
I wanted to tell him that his money was already gone, that the minute he handed over his cash to my mother, it slipped into some kind of cosmic gap in the space-time continuum, a black hole, the opening to which could be found in my mother's brassiere. Where it went from there was anyone's guess, but I tried not to think about such things. Still, no matter how many customers we had during any given month, even during the good months, which were painfully few, we never had the money to pay the mortgage and electric bill. The mysterious loss of money was all part of what I like to call the Teichberg Curse, a malevolent scourge placed upon our family that ensured our ongoing financial ruin. This was one of the reasons I changed my name from Eliahu Teichberg to Elliot Tiber, a pathetic and altogether ineffective attempt to distance myself from the family karma. Welcome to Motel Hell.